Welcome to episode 195 of Live Happy Now. This is your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us today. This week, we're joined by our favorite psychotherapist, Stacy Kaiser. You know her from the Live Happy column, Ask Stacy, but you've probably also seen her on one of her many television appearances. This week, we were lucky enough to get her into our studio to talk about this tricky little holiday called Valentine's Day, and we're going to learn how to keep our expectations in check and our relationships intact. Stacy, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. Oh, I'm so happy to do this today. Well, this was an absolute perfect topic to talk to you about because it's almost Valentine's Day, and as we know, it's just one day out of the year, but oh my God, it gets a lot of hype. And so I wanted to know from your perspective, first of all, like why do we put so much pressure on just this one day? Well, I actually think that some of the pressure isn't our fault. Some of it happens when the minute New Year's pass, they have like the 50% off of like the blowers for New Year's and they're putting <laughs> the Valentine stuff already. Like, hello, make sure you buy your Valentine a Valentine and restaurants are sending out their special Valentine menu and, you know, all of that. So I do think that there's a social pressure that starts it all off. And then I think the second part of that pressure ends up coming from the expectations either within ourselves or our partner. A lot of times, if you have a couple who both of them don't have any expectations, they don't celebrate Valentine's Day, they don't have any pressure. (laughs) If both of you have expectations or one of you has expectations, that's when the pressure starts to build. And what do you do if you're in a situation where, like, say, you have a lot of emphasis and and a lot of expectation about Valentine's Day and your partner does not? Yeah, that can be really challenging. Well, my recommendation is that people talk about it with their partner before February 14th. Because <laughs> Not on the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th? <laughs> no. When the 14th arrives and you haven't gotten what it is you thought you should get, and then you you know create a whole bunch of drama around it, that's where that, that creates more problems. So <laughs> I would recommend that you really sit down and have a conversation and explain, look, this is an important holiday to me. And one of the things I found is in couples where one person finds Valentine's Day important, that other, the other partner might find some other holiday important. And so it's really good to negotiate a trade. Like I really care about Valentine's Day and you care about the 4th of July. So I will make sure that I do whatever it is you want on the 4th of July. It can be your day and Valentine's is my day. Oh, that's an excellent way to approach it. Because even if they think it's hokey, then they're going to do it because they want to score big on their holiday. Exactly. And and I've had people say to me, well, I, and this is a, I'm sorry, I'm a female, you're a female, so I think I can say this. It tends to be the <laughs> ladies that say this. And I have a lot of my friends that do it. They'll say, well, I don't want someone to do something for me if I have to ask for it. But uh... if you want a good relationship, you need to ask for what you want. And if your partner is on board for a good relationship, they're going to want to deliver the best that they possibly can. So that that doesn't mean that you can ask for, you know, a big five carat diamond ring or something every Valentine's Day, but that you want their game to be on on February 14th. That's something that a person who loves and cares about you should be willing to do. And the fact is that they may not know if they're if that's not their thing, if it's not their holiday, they need that guidance. Just like, you know, if you're going to a football game and you don't know how to play football, you're not going to understand what's going on. I think guys are sometimes like that for Valentine's Day. You know, it's like, I know I'm supposed to get something, but I'm not really sure what I need to do here. I think that's a good point. And also it depends on other relationships they've had in the past. 
if your parents weren't big Valentine's Day people, maybe you're not going to be. Or the last relationship you were in, that person didn't care about it, so you sort of started to not care about it either. And I actually think this conversation is just a general theme for couples and relationships. It's really important that you put your, com- your, your partner's comfort and well-being and happiness as a priority, even if you don't agree. When you've got a situation where, like in offices, I see women who work in offices, and I used to joke about this is the real Tournament of Roses because, you know, they're, <laughs> they're all waiting for their flowers to come in. And I, honestly, God, worked in an office once where a woman got on the phone. It was like 4.30 in the afternoon, and she is chewing out her husband because the flowers hadn't arrived. And everybody else had gotten flowers. And he was like, I've cooked you dinner. I've got flowers at home. And she goes, but nobody will see them, you know. And so yeah. how much of it becomes this show? And it's it's not about how you receive the gift. It's It's being done for show. There are definitely those people that need the rest of the world to know that they're loved on Valentine's Day. And I always ask people to stop and take a look at that. I mean, there's definitely that whole thing, like everyone in the office but me got flowers, which could affect anyone. But if you're finding that you're one of those people that's sort of saying, well, people are going to think I'm not loved and cared about and special if something doesn't come my way on this day, then that's something you want to take a look at. And side note, I see that with social media posts too. I had a client calling me sobbing because it was like 9 p.m. on Valentine's Day and her husband hadn't posted his um, Valentine message, like declaring his love. (laughs) And she was worried that people would think they were having relationship problems. And honestly, I don't even think people are paying attention to whether or not her husband posted. (laughs) No, they're probably too busy checking their own feed and making sure (laughs) that they got the appropriate responses. (laughs) Exactly. So when we're in that situation where we're saying, like, I really want a lot from this day, and regardless of whether or not you have a partner who's going to react accordingly, what are some things we can do within ourselves to manage our expectations and and put it in a better perspective? Because when it comes down to it, it, it really is just one day. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think you need to do is really get clear about your own expectations and where they came from and whether or not they're reasonable for your lifestyle, your finances, your partner's schedule in life, your relationship and the, and the situation between the two of you. Because the more clear about where you're coming from, the more clear you are about where you're coming from, the easier it's going to be for you to manage whatever those expectations are. And then another thing is, why does Valentine's Day have to be something that is just because showing your partner that they love you? Why can't it be, you know, I always get my kids chocolate. We're not dating. (laughs) Why can't I go buy myself some flowers at the market, especially for the single people? Why can't it be a day where you shower yourself with love and you do something nice for yourself? especially if you feel like you're going to get let down by the people in your world. You don't want to just sit there and be let down and wait for it. You want to go and meet your own needs and make yourself happy. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that. For single people, it can be kind of isolating. They start feeling like I'm the only one who doesn't have a relationship. And it's especially pronounced if they've recently you know, lost a spouse or have gone through a divorce yeah. or breakup. And, and so how important is it for them to be able to read frame that and what are some great tips that they can use to to make this Valentine's Day not be about being alone? For people that really care about Valentine's Day, you're right. It, it can be a very hard day and it is in your face. I mean, as I said earlier, you can't even go into the grocery store without the balloons and the cards and everything. <laughs> and so 
I think the first step is to make sure that you're doing something for yourself. But I also think if you're somebody who doesn't like to be alone, so, you know, watching, you know, Netflix or something isn't going to make you feel better, then you want to schedule activities with other people that are not currently in relationships or someone whose, you know, mate is out of town and find something to do for the day or the evening so that you are busy and have an activity and have something to do. Yeah. And that can be something that is done with others and makes you feel like kind of like you're all in this together. (laughs) I was going to say, it can even be like a Valentine coworker lunch. It's funny. I know a lady that her best friend lives in another state and she's single too. And she already told me that they're having FaceTime cocktails on uh, February 14th, her and her friend. They're going to get on their phones and they're, yeah, they're going to video chat while they have a glass of wine together. I thought that was a brilliant idea. Oh, they're going to have more fun than a lot of people that are doing face-to-face stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of those people who are in relationships are dreading the Valentine moment and can't find a card that fits because they're currently angry, upset, or disconnected. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's another thing. Sometimes that day falls on what happens to be a bad day in your relationship. And yeah. and then you're trying to turn that day into something that it's not. So what are you yeah. supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, I have had friends joke that, okay, I'm not feeling the love feelings and my husband doesn't golf, so I don't know what to buy him. Um, <laughs> and, and Boxers with hearts on it. Huh? <laughs> if you are in a relationship and not feeling it, you still should extend yourself. You know, sometimes that kind of reach out of love And by the way, this doesn't just apply to Valentine's Day. It's about putting your pride aside, putting the fight aside and saying, look, we're in a relationship. I care about this person. So I am going to do what I can to turn it around. I'm going to make their favorite dinner. I'm going to pick up, you know, something that they really love. I'm going to buy them flowers, whatever it is. And I'm going to see if I can make this day turn things around in our relationship. Yeah. And I do remember that I think it was a couple years ago, you had done a really great column for Live Happy that talked about ways to make it Valentine's. Day all year long. And, and that's really, you're not going to have a good or a great Valentine's day. If you're not doing some of these things throughout the year, it's not like it just shows up on this one day. So I think that that's still online, that column, it can be found, right? Yeah, I think it is. But Yes. I believe every day should be Valentine's day. I'm definitely a believer that you have to put effort into your relationships. You have to make your partner feel loved so that they want to want to work harder, want to be in a relationship with you, want to make you feel loved. It's really a give and take. And what are some of the things that we get wrong about that? Because I know in in your line of work, you've seen like every mistake that we can possibly make. And, And so what are some of the recurring things that we're doing that really sabotage our relationships and keep us from having that best interaction that we can have? One of the biggest things I see is wanting to win the battle instead of the war. So people are so... You know, they dig in on whatever it is that their fight of the day is instead of looking at the war, which is actually a positive thing, like the whole relationship. They get really focused on the small little nitpicky thing instead of saying, I actually want to be together for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and I want us to be happy. And we lose sight of that. I also think that I sort of implied this earlier. We let our egos get in the way. It wasn't my fault. Well, he or she did this. Well, that's very nice if it wasn't your fault and they did that. But this relationship is a partnership and somebody needs to break the ice. So why not have it be you? Because we all know if you guys are staying together in a day 
day, a week, a month, you're going to get over this and move on. Why can't you do it sooner than later? That's terrific advice. It, like, What are some of the indicators, in, in your opinion, that show a relationship really can endure and can last? I mean, what are some of the qualities that, that you see? Uh, mutual respect, trust, honesty, laughter, shared interests. I think all of us who are in relationships can relate to those moments where you have that like connection with your partner. It might be that you're at some kind of a school activity or event or something and something happens with other people and you look at each other and go like, oh my gosh, here they go. Or <laughs> it could just be that your favorite TV show comes on and you just look at each other with that smile together like, let's watch this. Or your favorite team is, you know, in the Super Bowl and you both are going to put on your outfit or, you know, your jerseys and whatnot. If those connecting moments mean that there's still something there, if you feel like you can never find a connection, then that's something that you need to worry about. And we do kind of overlook the value of those little things, those little micro moments of, you know, there's times with my partner where I'm like, you know, we, we have an, some inside jokes and I'll say something and it's like, man, there's nobody else in the world, A, that would get that or B, after I explained it, would think it was funny, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and those moments really matter, and I think sometimes we lose sight of those. And it, it's funny that you brought up inside jokes, because one of the greatest ways to connect with a person is to have inside jokes. Like if you and I started to create some, the more we had, the closer we'd be. And so that's something that I always encourage people to do in their relationships is to not only have those inside jokes, but to pull them out periodically because it'll make a laugh between the two of you and a little bond. Even if it's only a second, it really helps the quality of the relationship. That's really interesting because I've, I've not I've not heard that advice before. So are there ways that they can kind of nurture that? Because for some people, it's just not their nature to discover that. So what are some ways that they can kind of like cultivate that in the relationship? Yeah, so, right. So inside jokes might be words that you use to describe things that other people would not use. So for example, I have a dog and I always say at the end of the day, the dog needs to be taken out for the final final, meaning the final <laughs> time I am letting him out. And every night I say, okay, going for the final final, it's final final time. And it's like our thing, you know? Yeah. And anytime we have to have an important conversation, whether it's about finances or, you know, something pertaining to kids or whatever, I have this thing where I call our family room my office. I mean, it's a joke. It's not really my office. I say, come into my office. We have to have a conversation because there's couches there and it's comfortable. And so it's become an inside joke that our family room is my office. And so it really is about utilizing words or phrases that other people wouldn't use into your relationship. And this is just a side note tip for the single people. As I said, it's a way to create connection. So if you're dating someone, making those inside jokes is fantastic because they then start to think of you in those moments. Oh, that's nice. It's like planting yeah, it's a little seed there. Tricky. Yep. <laughs> and part of it too, though, is appreciating. I think we talk a little bit about this, but really appreciating the relationship. It's so easy when you're in this day in and day out to not, as you say, look at the big picture and you're looking at, I got to win this battle instead of looking at all the attributes and all the things that you love about this person and what brought you together to begin with. I think that's so important. I mean, you, you fell for this person for a reason. And a lot of times you need to remind yourself about those reasons because we get caught up in the nitty gritty day to day annoyances. And then, by the way, here's the other thing we forget. If you get into another relationship, that person's going to have nitty gritty everyday annoyances. 
That's just part of being in a relationship. So why not look at the big picture, at the good qualities that your partner has, and spend time appreciating those things and finding gratitude for them instead of focusing on the negative. Right, because it might be that you can appreciate their nitty-gritties a lot more than you would the next person's (laughs) (laughs) nitty-gritties. Right, you don't even know. You never know. It's that devil you know thing. Exactly. Um, So as we start wrapping this up and and people are trudging toward Valentine's Day, a couple of days away when this goes on the air, nurturing your relationship. Can you give us just like three great tips for, for them to focus on in the next few days of nurturing the relationship versus celebrating a holiday? Yes. Um, number one would be taking time to have conversations where there's a real give and take of listening and speaking, making sure that you're really listening and understanding your partner's perspective and having quality conversations about things. They don't have to be serious topics. You know, it could be about a sporting event or what you're going to do in your garden when the weather is better. The second thing that I would say is finding little ways to let your partner know that you love them. A little text message, leaving a note on their toothbrush in the morning, you know, when you leave that says, like, I love you, or in a book, you know, on their bookmark for when they open it at bed at night when they're going to bed or on their iPad, since most people are now not reading books anymore. (laughs) What's a book, Stacey? (laughs) You can stick it in the middle of their iPad, you know, case when they open it. But just little love (laughs) notes, put them on the dashboard, put them in the refrigerator, things that say, like, I love you, I'm thinking about you, have a great day. And I think that my third tip would be to really find ways to laugh together. There's just so much research that says that if you and your partner can have a chuckle and a laugh together, that it's a real true bonding experience. And if you guys aren't particularly funny, it might be that you need to go watch a comedy show or have a snowball fight, but, you know, a gentle, polite, fun one, um, <laughs> but something that, that makes both of you laugh together. That's, that's terrific. You know, and, and one thing that I've tried incorporating lately, I've been in this relationship for 16 years now. And so, you know, I might tend to pick up my phone when we should be talking. <laughs> and, that's a great. And, oh my gosh, I'm getting bad about it. So I'm really trying to incorporate this thing where it's like, let me listen like I did when we were first dating. And really and trying to have phones. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> there wasn't the problem back then. But, you know, really trying to approach it as like, if I were dating, would I do the same behavior? I think that's really great. And devices really are a problem. And I always recommend that, you know, look, there are times when we need to be on our devices, when we might be getting some a contact from work or an ill family member or we're not with our children. But it's really important to take time where you literally say it is like no electronics time. The phones are off. They're put away. And, you know, it's a quality hour or two. It doesn't have to be a whole day or people can check every hour or two and look at their phone. But time to really connect without those electronic devices. How would that change a date? Like whether it's a married date, a dating date, how is that going to change the the concept and the texture of that whole date? Well, it builds a greater connection. It allows you to be more engaged because let's be honest, when our phones are near us, we're not engaged. I always have this joke that it ends up being that you're in two conversations, the one you're sitting 
sitting with and the person who's on the phone, you know, or <laughs> texted you. And it's a lot harder to have two conversations than it is to have one. And I think the other piece of it, and you just kind of brought it up, is it makes your partner feel special. It makes them feel like you really want to make them a priority in that moment. And who doesn't want to feel that way? Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. I, I This is great advice. You've given us a lot to think about for Valentine's Day and way beyond it. So I appreciate you coming on. And how about we do this again sometime? We will. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, thank you. Stacey. That was Stacy Kaiser giving us some great insight into how to make the most of our relationships for Valentine's Day and afterwards. You can find out more by visiting us today at livehappynow.com. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and on iTunes and Google Play. Just find us on your favorite platform, then hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for this week. We'll meet you back again here next week for an all-new episode. But until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.